0: Hello, 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 welcome to episode 30 of a Linkage podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. This episode is for the week of February 15th, 2021. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Brian Reynolds, Vice President of Marketing for Episcopal Retirement Services, and I'm here with Kristen Davenport, our Director of Communications and our Executive Producer. How are you, Kristen?
1: Hey, Brian, I'm doing well. It's good to be back. good.
0: Good. So the Linkage podcast is dedicated to educating our audience about the issues regarding aging, informing people about the mission of ERS, and how that comes to life in our everyday interactions with residents, clients, families, and staff members. So Kristen, you want to tell us about our uh, upcoming episode?
1: Yes, Brian, we have a really um, great couple of guests. Uh, We've got uh, Miss Dossie White. She's a resident at Marlow Court. Um, Dossie was one of the very first of our uh, affordable living residents that was able to get vaccinated, and uh, we checked in with her to talk to her about her decision and her experience, and uh, I also was able to catch up with our wellness director, Chloe Huff, and Chloe is um, just really a motivational person. She's a great person to know, not only for our residents, but also for our staff members. And uh, we caught up about uh, Heart Health Month, which is February. And uh, we had a great conversation too. And as always, we uh, have our president and CEO, Lara Lamb, who you were able to check in with and hear about all the exciting things going on around our ERS communities.
0: Awesome. Looking forward to uh, hearing from Dossie and Chloe.
1: Yeah. So
0: with that, being said, Kristen, you want to introduce our first guest?
1: You bet, Brian. So Miss Dossie White uh, gave me a call once she got her first vaccine, and um, she was really excited to share with other um, other residents, other members in the broader community, and all our listeners about what it meant to her to get vaccinated. So, um, everyone, please welcome Miss Dossie White. Well, welcome to our podcast, Miss Dossie White. I'm so happy to have you on our podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I had my shot, and I feel good. Oh, that is such good news! Tell me about your decision um, to take the vaccine. Were you excited from the beginning, or did you need more information? How did that go for you? In the beginning,
2: I need more information. I so, you know, listen to the doctors and on TV. I talked to Reverend Lynch, our pastor. He had a COVID uh, uh, speaking to us about that. And um, the main thing is, I so many people had died from that, that I uh, feel like that in order for me to live i would have to take the test yes i never thought about not taking it i was worried but i had made up my mind after seeing people that i know pass and some of them get real sick from it
1: oh my goodness i'm very sorry that you've lost some loved ones to covid it's very sad, and, I, and I'm really sorry for your loss. Thank you. I'm glad that you've been well, and I'm glad that you decided to take the vaccine. Are you encouraging your neighbors as well?
2: Well, most of them, I, my neighbors, uh, they I'm not sure because most of them don't talk about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope there at Marlow Court that um, when the opportunity comes around for others, that they um, take their chance as well. Um, we can all be uh, safer, the more of us that that participate, and that's for sure. Well, Ms. Dossey, I know that um, you have been doing your best to stay active and engaged right now. You you mentioned to me when we were talking earlier that you enjoy sewing. Would you tell our listeners a little bit about your um, sewing hobby and and maybe how long you've been doing it and what things you like to sew?
2: Well, I've been doing it for at least 20 years or more. I started because my father, you know, he used to sew quilts by hand. So after he passed, I decided to start sewing quilts, but I do it by machine. Mm -hmm. Also, I do uh, art pictures, you know, with fabric. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> yes. And that's what I do most of the time because I love it. And people ask me why I throw all the time. I said, because, you know, when you like something, you do. Yes. And I used to bowl a lot, too, until oh. I couldn't, yes. I was a, a pretty good bowler and in my highest game, my bowl was 275. Oh so I did pretty good.
1: That is good. Well, I love that you're um, creative and sewing still. Um, I know that's um, a, a wonderful way to stay um, engaged and keep your mind uh, working and uh, that that creative side of you is is still able to to continue on even though we're we're restricted from going out on certain things and and doing maybe certain activities we were used to doing but um it sounds like your sewing has kind of been that thing that you've you've kept going and I, I can't wait to uh see a photo of some of your quilts and some of your your art pieces that sounds really exciting
2: yeah, some of them are on Facebook.
1: <laughs> oh, good. Okay, well, I'm going to look that up. Miss um, Dossi, tell us one, one more thing maybe that something that you are looking forward to once we're past all this and um, more folks are vaccinated. We, we'll probably still be wearing our masks and we might still be distanced a little bit, but um, hopefully, you know, we can get back to some of the things that we were used to. Um, what's one thing that you're really looking forward to um, once we're past this COVID?
2: I'm looking forward to seeing my, I have a great granddaughter and I haven't seen her in about a year. So uh, she's, she's three. And that's one of the things in my family, you know, we're not, I'm on the phone with them, but I, you know, haven't, been around them to look at him in the face you know right and just looking i'm just looking forward to get out and be around people
1: <laughs> yes i i agree well it's been a real joy to to meet you and to talk with you and i look forward to meeting you face to face um hopefully here in the near future um i'm i'm so happy that you've um you've been doing well and that you um have had your first dose of the vaccine and i'm sure you're looking forward to that second one and things getting a little bit uh more back to what we were used to
2: uh yes i'm looking forward to what the first one is it's very good i thought i was gonna be sick and all of that but i wasn't my arm got a little sore and that's it
1: oh good so your side effects were manageable. That's really good news. That's really good to hear. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Miss Dossie. And you have a wonderful rest of your day and rest of your week. You take care now.
0: Kristen, that was a wonderful interview with Dossie. Uh, it's so exciting to hear her enthusiasm to get vaccinated. And I, I found it very interesting, you know, she talked, uh, I, I know with you at, at one point about, um, uh, the, her, her pastor, Damon Lynch, talking to, to, to his congregation about the importance of getting vaccinated. And I thought that was so neat, you know, as, as we've discussed, get the vaccinations at our are continuing care retirement communities. We've done a lot of, uh, outreach and efforts to get our, 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 residents and our affordable living communities vaccinated as well.
1: It, it is, it is good to hear. Um, it's very encouraging and, and her, um, her confidence, um, that that was the right decision. I think she hopes that that'll encourage, um, others in, you know, her neighbors and, and others in the community to, to do the same.
0: Yeah, so that that's that's like you said, very encouraging. You know, I think we're seeing a correlation, hopefully in our community numbers going down now as people get vaccinated, and that just continues to happen so that we can eradicate this this nasty virus.
1: That is so true, Brian. Well, I think next up we're going to hear from you and our president and CEO, Laura Lamb. Looking forward to that discussion.
0: So we're back uh, again this week with President and CEO, Laura Lamb. Hi, how are you, Laura?
3: I'm doing well, Brian. How about you?
0: Doing good. Today is a great day in the history of ERS, as um, I think there's been a fun fun uh, activity that, that's been going on at our, our retirement communities. And I wondered if you could tell our audience about, uh, about this special day.
3: Oh, it's it's a great day. It's like going to King's Island when you're a kid. It's just uh-huh. so much fun. Yep. So um, today in celebration of Valentine's Day, which of course is just a couple, couple days away, mm-hmm. we decided that we all needed a hug. Yeah. That what better holiday to celebrate love and hugs than Valentine's Day. So at our three retirement communities, we have five what we've lovingly coined, hug huds. And um, if you can imagine a safe way to hug someone in a pandemic, we have figured it out. I, I told one of the local reporters today, we, we deconstructed the hug and <laughs> figured out how to make it safe. And so for your listeners, if you visualize like a, a small tailgate temp, uh-huh. tent with um, you know a side panel and we've cut a window in the side panel and of course have plastic in the window right. and then we have slits that you put your arms through right and oh my gosh we have gloves that come up to your uh shoulder that you know I won't say any more than they're used in veterinarian science, <laughs> 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 you know, um, yeah. everything available on Amazon. <laughs>
0: yeah, listeners, use your imagination. <laughs>
3: exactly, exactly. But it's so cool yeah. that we were able to, like, take a problem mm-hmm. and find a creative solution. And the problem was, you know, one of our residents, when I asked, you know, what do you miss most? Yeah. She said... Uh, a good old-fashioned hug. One one, one resident actually said to me, you know, I asked Alexa (laughs) what a hug was, because I had forgotten. It's been so long.
0: (laughs) Did you ever think in your career you would deconstruct a hug? uh,
3: No, I didn't think that, well, and and my family will tell you, because it became a family project. My Mm -hmm. husband was involved, my son helped me do all the cutouts, and And my, our front hallway was a storage, like a mail room for for Amazon for about a week. But we did huh. it. There's five of them up and around our communities, and they we by the end of today, by seven o'clock tonight, we will have had more than 150 people hugged.
0: Oh wow, that's great! Oh, I know,
3: I know. Right. it is a good day.
0: Yeah, and and not uh, you know, not only is just the act of getting the hug in but I, how cool is it that it that it turned out right around valentine's day
3: so. yeah it, it i'm telling you nothing like the love holiday to get you get you motivated so yeah,
0: yeah. And, and as you alluded we had a, a couple of news stations here in cincinnati show up so it'll
3: yeah
0: it'll be on channel five and channel nine here in cincinnati and down in louisville uh it's channel three wav w Ave, uh, the NBC affiliate down. Isn't
3: there. that wonderful?
0: So uh, you could see it really resonated, uh, not just with our residents and families, but with our community too.
3: Yeah, I think you know we. I had one resident say that you know she's never going to take a hug for granted again. Yeah, and that that's the that's what the pandemic has done. It has really just made it crystal clear. What we need uh, as humans, and you know that comfort. um, You know, it's funny we mentioned the people, the residents, and the families. Right. But you know who else the recipient of this is? You know, I can't tell you how many how many staff have called me, emailed me, texted me today. Yeah. In themselves, just seeing the pure joy of our residents. You know. Right. That's, that's, you know, we, we're here not to, you know, be pandemic police officers. (laughs) You know, we're, we, we are here to enrich the lives of older adults. That's what we do. And today we were allowed to do that again, Brian, the day we lived our mission. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember when we started this podcast, you know, just a month or two in and I asked that question, what, what do you miss? And I remember I, it was a hug and I, I so it's great. That, and how
3: many months ago was that? I mean, uh, some yes. of our elders have not had a hug from anyone. Right. It'll be a year, March 16th.
0: Right, gosh, gosh, it's hard to believe it's been that that much time and, and uh, the ups and downs through it all for sure. Right. Well, good, and and then you know beyond that positive news, I know you've you've been able to share some positive news in our communities here in Ohio uh, as well at Marjorie Peely and Dupree House about opening up a little bit more than uh, where we've been.
3: Yeah, we we're we're dis we we understand, but we're you know we're disappointed that the vaccination rates aren't a light switch. You know, we've been right. saying that, but you know we we want cms to take vaccination rates in a community kind of as a criteria and the, and we're not right we're not there so right. we're the group that says okay what can we do we're not going to focus on what we can't do what can right. we do right so you know we have a huge high number of vaccinated residents 99 98 right. 100% right. of residents have been vaccinated right great, so we, great. Decided to, we, we looked internal and we said within the guidelines with this high rate uh-huh. and the fact that we have not, because we have a high rate of vaccination, uh-huh. we have not had um, a lot of cases, particularly in the last two weeks, since we're on our second dose at each, at each building, right. each community. And the good news in that is we said, okay, wellness, instead of having... You know two people in the fitness center at a time mm-hmm. could we have four people as an example be and still social distance and still right. clean and still wear masks and all those important things but could we expand the ability so that more people can work out um and mm-hmm. exercise because that just makes us all feel better right um dining you know we hadn't had in in dining because the holidays were brutal and the surge was brutal yeah we just couldn't bring people together without masks on to eat Mm -hmm. so again socially distance um you know wearing masks when you're not eating you know sitting with people that you either live with or six feet apart from people that you don't live with right we've we've deconstructed that too brian (laughs) and um The cool news is, is that in, in dining, in the dining room, dining will, um, uh, start again at both Marjorie Lee and Dupree on the 22nd. Wow. So residents are super excited about that as well.
0: Yeah. I know how much that means to so many to be able to go down there and get their their favorite meals. And, you know, I, I know we've got to do it in smaller groups and, and probably not as social as before, but I can only imagine how much they're looking forward to that.
3: Oh my gosh. It's so, you know, it, it's difficult, you know, when you eat in your room, mm-hmm. you, you miss that socialization. I don't think food tastes as good right. when it's, you know, delivered in styrofoam or plastic. Yeah. And right. so I think, I think just having the ability to go down a couple times a week and eat off a of China. I mean, again, yeah. look at all the things that we've taken for granted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sure. sure. Yeah. Well, and it, as the vaccinations, um, you know, uh, are spreading throughout, not just our communities, but the greater community, and we're seeing rates go down, positivity rates go down. I, I know there was some news from the CDC this week that they talked about um, how people that were vaccinated would not necessarily need to go into quarantine if they were exposed, but but there's another side of that story as it relates to retirement communities. And I wonder if you could kind of clarify that for our listeners, because we've gotten a lot of questions about that. This
3: oh my year. goodness, we have. And I tell you, you know, it's a love-hate relationship with the sound bites, right? Yeah. So, so everything you said is accurate, but everywhere in that document, the carve out is healthcare residents, yeah, care residents. Right. So it, the great thing is that ERs is so connected through Leading Age and mm-hmm. Leading Age Ohio, and I had a call with the CEO of Leading Age Ohio on this very topic this morning,
0: mm-hmm. and just
3: really wanted clarification. So yeah, at the present time, the Ohio Department of Aging and Higher Department of Health. Is saying that healthcare applies to um, any licensed building, so any skilled nursing and right. any residential care. So right. that would be all of Dupree and all of Marjorie Lee,
0: mm-hmm. right?
3: Because we're licensed.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
3: so, but um, there is there. It's under review, at, not in the nursing home. And I just, I feel like I need to be very clear about that. I don't think that's going to change before spring. Yeah. Because that's not a state issue. That's actually a federal issue. Nursing homes um, have to comply with the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. And they've told us we're not even going to revisit this till spring. Right. But there is a window of opportunity in Ohio related to residential care. So the
1: Mm -hmm. residential
3: living portion of Marjorie Lee and Dupree. We are advocating and frankly lobbying really, really hard. Um, So we're hopeful, but um, right now it's a no with a, we're reviewing this one portion of it.
0: Right, right. Well, and I think as, as things become more dynamic, I'm sure you and I will have more more updates to, to share over time as we get feedback from CMS and the CDC and the, you know, the state and the county and all this those varying uh, uh, regulatory bodies so or 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 those that issue guidance um, so.
3: yeah I, I, I have no doubt I mean it, it changes as we've all said just um, literally daily so. I, I'm, we're just so fortunate to have leading age as our, our on a national and a state level, level, just full time. They've been our advocates for the last 11 months.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of great minds, you know, thinking things out. And, you know, as you're doing with, you mentioned with, with our CEO of leading age Ohio. So that's, uh, that, that's comforting to know that people are really putting some, hard thought behind all of this.
3: I agree. I agree.
0: Well, Laura, thank you so much uh, again for joining us this week. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up again here in the in the next week.
3: It's so much fun. Brian, thanks for having me.
0: All right. Have a good one.
1: You too. Brian, it's so good to hear from Laura, all the positive progress we're making able to open up dining in our CCRCs and uh, just a lot of good news this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, the hug huts um, uh, that she was referring to and um, it was, was really a neat story, particularly in light of Valentine's Day. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, it certainly, as people get vaccinated and the positivity rates go down in the community. I think people are feeling feeling a little encouraged, a little more encouraged right now. So that's that's some great news.
1: That is so true, Brian. Um, I was able to be at our hug hut down at our Louisville community, and uh, just it, you could just feel the energy and and all the warmth. Um, family members, you know, physically reunited uh, with with their loved ones. And, uh, you know, they, they all mentioned how they've been doing the window visits, but, uh, there's nothing like, you know, that physical touch. Um, and that was really heartening to, to see and hear all that.
0: Yeah. Well, I could feel and see the energy from the photos and the videos that were coming, coming all day long. So that, that was really neat. Well, next up, uh, I'm going to introduce your interview with uh, ERS Wellness Director Chloe Huff. Chloe's just, as you mentioned, a, a great inspiration to many residents and staff. And uh, here's Kristen's interview with Chloe.
1: Welcome, Chloe, to our podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, I know you've got a lot of um, great wellness and fitness tips for our listeners. So um, why don't you just start by introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about your uh, career with ERS. Sure, absolutely. Um, I
4: have been with ERS about a year and a half now. Um, So it's been a great year and a half. It's been a really quick year and a half. Um, but basically uh, my role, I oversee all of the um, wellness activities between Marjorie P. Lee and Dupree House, um, so that's everything from classes to wellness challenges to personal training to maintaining the pools and the fitness zones and our wellness staff, so it's, every day is an exciting day and a different
1: day. That is for sure. And the pandemic has um, given us some new challenges, but um, it's been um, great to, to watch how you've been able to just come up and bring bring new ideas. Um, I know that we um, we kind of got our heads together, the marketing team and you and, and we came up with the idea of doing um, some wellness videos. Why don't you talk about those and, and what those have meant for residents?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So our wellness videos, it just is a different outlet to be able to make fitness accessible, especially during a pandemic when you might not have access for a little bit, our fitness zones were closed. So nobody had access to the new steps or the weight machines that they would have typically relied on. Um, So the fitness videos were a great way to say, hey, listen, all you need is a chair. Or all you need is a countertop to hold on to for balance and we can still make sure that you can stay active during this time and it introduced maybe some new exercises that residents hadn't tried before. um, All while making sure that they're safe and comfortable in the their home, they don't have to go out and be around others necessarily um, or do the exercise with a face mask on things like that so basically the videos were just a fun way to get some new exercises out there and make sure people can stay active even during a little bit different time we just had to get a little bit more creative
1: with it that's for sure and um, besides the videos you've also got some zoom exercise classes going on too is that right
4: yes absolutely we hold uh, i teach three zoom classes a week monday wednesday friday Um, And it's a chair-based class. We use hand weights and a ball and a resistance band. And it's really fun. And that way, again, residents can exercise from their homes. And um, it's nice because they can see me and I can see them, especially for the residents I haven't been able to see in person yet. So it's a great way kind of just to check in, see how you're doing, get that fitness in for the day. And then um, always look forward to seeing me in a couple days after that.
1: That is so true. I know I have a few residents that I check in with regularly and one of them was telling me about her coveted seat in the event center. Cause I guess there's a few residents that actually get to be there live.
4: Yes, yes. We still hold the in-person classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday but because we have to limit the number of residents that can be in the event center at the same time, that's why we try to also make the Zoom class an option for those who don't get, you know, there's a sign-up sheet to be able to fit into those nine slots for the in-person classes. So we're just trying to make fitness as accessible as possible right now.
1: Uh, well, I love it. I, I, If any of our listeners are paying attention and have heard more than one podcast, I'm sure they'll hear a common thread through um, out most of our interviews people are you know relying upon staying active staying fit and i know how much they appreciate um, your classes and in every way that they can can take part it sounds to me from talking to our residents that most of them are, are doing a little bit of everything which i think is great you got to mix it up
4: yeah absolutely keeps you on your toes a little bit and you know i always tell people that Exercise isn't just for physical well-being. I mean, there's a lot of um, mental health that comes into exercise. You get those endorphins going. When you get to class, you see maybe your neighbors that you don't get to see otherwise, they're on the Zoom, especially when I have both buildings on the Zoom, they're seeing people that they don't get to see right now due to being quarantined. So um, I always think there's multiple benefits to staying active, especially during a pandemic. So you might as well keep moving.
1: That is wonderful. And it's good for um, employees like myself. I know I do appreciate the, the contests and the, the, um, the ways that you've engaged employees, um, our, our team members in um, staying well and active. Um, I know right now you've um, been leading um, a heart health emphasis with some, some activities for the month of February. You want to talk a little bit about February being heart month? Yes, absolutely. So February is an important month to me,
4: um, heart health month. So uh, my mom had open heart surgery when I was a junior or sophomore, I think in high school. So from then on, like I've always known I was going to be in fitness, but heart health month has always been really important for our family. So and I know that heart disease affects a lot of our residents and their family and a lot of our staff and their family members so I always think it's important to bring February heart health month to the forefront and so basically the idea is that heart disease um, affects women in a greater capacity I guess you could say than in men and unfortunately it's also commonly misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed for women compared to men. Um, and so we're doing a fun little fitness challenge for our staff for heart health month, where they have to focus on their cardiovascular exercise for their heart
1: health. So good to hear. I, I love, um, to hear that our residents are still getting enthusiastic about these uh, wellness challenges and things like that. Um, I'm not getting to see them in person, but I always appreciate when you send me, um, your, your cell phone photos. So thank you for doing that. (laughs) Um, and we'll be posting them on social media along with, um, if you go to our website, um, you'll be able to see Chloe's wellness videos, um, and read a blog all about Chloe and, um, on our social media, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, uh, We'll be posting things about um, Heart Health Month, including some recipes and some other things like that. So Chloe, um, it's been great to have you as a guest on the podcast. Um, Thanks for being here. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) All right. Well, fantastic. Thanks again. I hope to have you back as a guest. Maybe um, as things open up, we can talk a little bit more about what things um, people are able to do once spring hits. So, thanks for being a guest on the Yeah, podcast. absolutely. It was fun. I'm happy to help. Well, Brian, as you can hear, Chloe has a lot of energy for keeping us all healthy and well. Um, she's done Zoom classes and videos and and there's just uh, so much going on that, that she's been a part of at uh, Dupree House and at Marjorie P. Lee.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was good good to, to hear from her. Um, and like you said, she's just such a positive influence on, on so many people. So um, keep up the good work, Chloe. And uh, we'll look forward to maybe checking in with her again in the, in the future as well. Good idea. That's it for this latest episode of the Linkage podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. For more information about us, you can visit our website at episcopalretirement.com. We have lots of great content, including our Linkage online blog, resources to learn more about aging and the services we offer, and so much more. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube to see what's going on within ERS and our communities. If you have any questions or feedback for us, please email us at info at erslife.org. The Linkage podcast is produced by Kristen Davenport and myself, Brian Reynolds. Fyasha Davis is our associate producer, and our technical director is Michelle Hain. I'd like to thank our guests today, including Dossie White and Chloe Huff, and a special thank you, as always, to President and CEO, Laura Lamb. On behalf of myself, Brian Reynolds and Kristen Davenport, thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to our podcast next week. Thanks so much, Kristen.
1: All right, Brian. Thank you. Take care.